Welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. Hooniverse Podcast. This is episode 356. And in typing this out, I realized I never posted 355, which is why that one was late. <laughs> Very serious podcast, as you can tell. Uh, yeah. That laugh was from my co-host, Ron. Hello. 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 This is a really serious business. We take this, uh, we don't take this lightly. And, um, you know, I, I, we treat it as if our lives and our uh, our bank accounts depend on it. Yeah, I'm going to dock my own pay from zero <laughs> to zero. Uh, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Um, how's it going, buddy? I'm good, man. I am good. Let me uh, mute my phone here. Turn nice, notifications nice, nice, off nice. or just turn it upside down. But yeah, man. So been a minute. It has. Um, we're going to kick this off with some car news, which we should have talked about two weeks ago. We don't have any bubble bath news. No bubble bath news this week, um, but okay. I'm going to talk about this because we haven't talked about it yet, but I wrote this out about two weeks ago and then shit happened and we didn't record, but whatever. So let's get to some car news. First up, 9-11 Dakar reviews are yep. in yep. and it's apparently the dream machine that I thought it would be. Were they all in a controlled environment, like you know, a, like a Porsche presser, or they didn't load yeah, yeah, cars yeah. out? Yeah. Um, okay. No, they flew a handful of journalists to the dunes of Morocco. <laughs> of course. Um, they put them up in luxury yurts. Uh, Were you there? Friend, no, no, no. Our friend Matt Farrow was there. A uh, friend of the show, Dan Edmonds, was there. Um, trying to think. I mean, a handful of other people. Tim Stevens was there. A couple other people were there. Um, and apparently, the car absolutely rips. It's it, it starts life as a Carrera 4 GTS, which is a great spec, and it only weighs 22 pounds more hmm. than the. That's wild that's to me. Probably just in the tires. Well, it gets rid of the back seat. Oh, okay. Which is part of it, but it adds a half full cage. cage. It has a half cage, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, wheels and tires aren't going to be light. So just 22 pounds is crazy to me. Sure. Um, that's impressive, man. Uh, they said, I reached out. I was like, hey, what do I got to do to drive this thing? They're like, we're taking pitches on stories. They'll it, they'll be there, but you know, you're, we're, you gotta, you got to pitch us. I'm like, all right, so I got to figure something out. I was thinking about pitching them the typical like California dream type thing where you know, you start at the ocean, maybe you go drive to some snow, you wind up in the desert for a little bit and you come back all in one day, yeah. which is cliche, but it could work for that car. So we'll see. I think um, you, I think you start in the mountains, wake up yeah. with the ice and everything, you know, cruise to the slopes, do that for a couple hours and then end with the beach sunset. The beach, the beach. Yeah. I got to hit the dunes though. Apparently it's a monster, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it should be fun. Um, now this next bit of news I thought is funny because now it's already potentially out of date. Um, that's how fast the news happens. Uh, I'm going to just read it over here as I wrote it, that EVs are dropping prices first Tesla, then Lucid and now Ford. Um, and they did that basically in response to the government saying like, oh, well, those aren't SUVs. Those are sedans. They're tall sedans, so they don't qualify unless they're under $55,000 for the federal tax rebate. So yeah. that's why Tesla did it. Lucid dropped their price just as like a weird show of things. It could get them to qualify under some commercial fleet deal. Really? Ford did it to keep up with the Model Y. And yeah. then the government recently backtracked 
And a lot of those things that didn't qualify before sedans are now reclassified as SUVs. But also, uh, wasn't it recently, uh, I don't know, enforced or whatever, uh, that the federal rebate went from 7,500 to 5,500? Wasn't that reduction no, recent? Back. It's, that... So it, it's, it's still 7,500, oh, okay. um, but You said it's... 55, so I was... I no, thought no, I'd heard the, that that rebate limit, had reduced. The so initially mm-hmm. at the start of 2023 to qualify for the 7500, yes. If you were an SUV, you had to be under $80,000, and if you were okay. a sedan, you had to be under $55,000. Oh, got it. Okay. And the Department of Transportation or the federal government said, "All right, the IRS can decide which class of cars these are." Oh and they God. looked at it and said, all right, well, the Mach-E, the Model Y, those are just tall sedans. They're not right. SUVs, which technically I agree with them. Sure. Um, but then the Department of Transportation came in and said, well, the federal government said, we're going by the, the DOT classification, which mm-hmm. makes more sense that they would go by that. Um, of course. Even though I think the IRS was correct. So it, it moved some of them back to the SUV. So I think Tesla prices are already going to go back up. I don't know what Ford's going to do. Um, but, but life comes at you quick when you don't podcast. When you <laughs> We've probably got the answer to this. There's been so many developments just in the last like five days, six days since we were supposed to record. Who knows? Yeah. Um, another piece of news, uh, Mazda released its CX 90, uh, pretty which, sexy, but like, yeah, uh, my, my first impression just from looking at pictures is the exterior is like as sexy and swoopy as most current mazdas yeah like i think they i think they have a really attractive range of vehicles yes but the interior looks just like stayed and boring in contrast like yeah it's just like uninspired i will say after being in a top tier mazda cx50 that the quality of the interior materials mm-hmm. felt very premium um and i would imagine it's more of the same and based on some of the pictures possibly more some nicer touch points in the in the cx90 but the thing that's sure. more interesting is it has an inline turbo 6 yeah. and the all wheel drive system is rear biased so yeah. that's pretty dope um the engine makes 340 horse 369 torque and then there's a plug in hybrid which can do like uh, 20 to 30 miles of ev range which is pretty good for a vehicle of that size so that's pretty cool yeah it's cool um, um... now my only beef with Mazda is that they're they're up there with Cadillac as far as teasers of concept vehicles that never make it to production. And yeah, that Roadster that they uh, that they oh, showed sure. off a few years ago would have been like the most beautiful car on the market. And they've yeah, I, I think they've abandoned plans for that. And now it's like the Genesis whatever X concept uh, convertible they say they're actually bringing to market and yeah. targeting Bentley with, which will be interesting. Yep. But uh, aesthetically, like I see it, I get it. But uh, you know, I don't. I don't know if build quality, quality of materials, exclusivity. If they're really ready to challenge Here's... Bentley, they're just they. It the car looks the part, but I don't know if uh, if they're ready to deliver on that challenge. So I think that's like a headline grabbing statement because sure. because no one who's any potential Bentley customer would scoff at the idea of of that car. However, well, maybe not. Here, Certain Asian markets. Oh, that's true. Sure. But I'm just thinking America. But yeah. But the thing is with like Genesis right now, they offer the current lineup offers competition to Mercedes BMW Audi mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. a lower price. So then if they build right. a Halo right. that's 
if you just took it on its own, say it's, you know, $150,000, $200,000 Genesis, which is a crazy sure. statement. But if well, they're like competing, the- comparing it to a $300,000 car, it's like the same move, just, you know, and totally. it's like a, a cheaper flagship. But yeah. I just don't see like an American Bentley customer being like, oh, however, that concept is fucking it's yeah. gorgeous. It's gorgeous. The, it's the prettiest car that I think I've seen in the last 10 years yeah. since a Cadillac concept car like yep. this. I think it was the CL and like the there was a couple, but I, I mean, there was a Cadillac, Cadillac's coming Never. with a $300,000 EV too. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if either one of them are ready, but uh, we're about to find out. <clears throat> Hyundai and Kia have been doing so good for so long, though. Mm-hmm. Their build quality, it's, it's going to be the same build quality sure. as a <clears throat> Kia Telluride. So you compare that to like anytime I've had a supercar as a press loaner, mm-hmm. my wife always laughs. There's almost always something wrong with it. Right. Um, doesn't matter with the exception, exception of like a top shelf ultra Mercedes, which almost doesn't count. Cause I'm talking about like Aston's Bentley's Lambo's um, the ones that are the best behaving oddly enough are the Lambo's because they're Audis. Right. Um, whereas like you've got Audi reliability and dependability. Yeah. Well, like the Aston's are better now because they're Benz's they're right. Um, you know, and, and stuff like that, but there's almost always something wrong with these cars, but I don't see that happening with the Genesis. Whereas like the Bentley, something could go wrong. Right. Uh, some something Volkswagen-y. Um, <laughs> get a check engine light on here. Uh, Bentley. Um, now, uh, sliding on from there, we got more recent news because my my fine friend here was wise enough to bring this up before we started. Uh, you attended the NASCAR race in L.A. That is a fact. I did indeed. Um, it was uh, – so I've, I've been to the last two clashes, and there's only been two clashes at the Coliseum, and – I got to say this year, um, man, I, I didn't really prepare a statement here, but um, both years I've uh, I've been fortunate enough to experience uh, garage, like VIP passes where you get to go in the garage and like be up close and personal with the cars if you get there at the right hour. And um, both years I failed to do that. So <laughs> the, the weird part about the garage at the Coliseum is that the cars are separate from the garage. So, you know, we walked down basically McClintock, which interestingly enough, is a street that I used to live on when I went to USC. We parked basically right next to my old college dorm from 1998. It's been torn down mostly. There was like three towers and then like the quads, which I lived in like short two-story things. So it was really weird to like drive down McClintock for the first time in 20-something years and like remember getting pulled over by USC (laughs) DPS for like having a Mustang with basically no exhaust, just Flowmasters and like no nice. cats and just fucking ripping up and down McClintock and, you know, becoming familiar with all the, the DPS officers at USC. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely some flashbacks there, but uh, you know, it, as far as getting into the venue and like parking and all of that, it was actually really pretty fucking easy and convenient. Nice. But um I don't know, man, like, like the VIP passes don't really amount to much in this particular track and it's set up because you're allowed garage access, but the drivers are basically, if they're in the garage, they're in their, uh, trailers, just like relaxing. Sure. Right? The cars are already on McClintock on a side street, like staged, and they've got toolboxes there. And this is a race where you don't get to work on the cars. Like if, 
if you have a tire go down in the middle of a heat or the main event, you're out. Like, you know, there is no, there's no pit stops. There's no fixing anything. Like if, you know, if you're out for 30 seconds, you're down a lap or two. So you know, I think lap times are like something like 15 seconds when they're right. full tilt. So it's an interesting race just because of the small size. It, it was much more exciting this year but also more boring. And I know that's like hard to explain. Yeah, no, I, but I was going to ask about that. Cause like, I, 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 I barely read about it and yeah. my brief reading of the race, mm-hmm. not reading opinions, but of what happened, I was like, Oh, that sounds fucking boring. Yeah. It was, it was basically the average of caution. Basically. I want to say like every seven to 10 laps, like there mm-hmm. was some, something like tw- 10 to 15 cautions in a 150 lap race. And the downtime in those cautions, the, the caution laps don't count. So, you know, they've, they've got such limited space to clean up messes, pull cars out of the way, whatever. Like, I don't think any car was ever debilitated and not able to leave the track on its own. But uh, if you get spun and you go two laps down, you might as well just get the fuck off the track. Like, right. you know, there's you're not in, in competition for points, for money, really anything. So you might as well just call it a day. And that's what they did. But um, it still takes a while to clean up. And as a spectator, last year, the race was during the daytime. Like, it ended, like, right at sunset, right? Oh, cool. And yeah. even even in February, in, like, 72, 75 degrees, sitting in the Coliseum with no shade, like you bake, you get sunburned. Like it was just too hot. And like, I think it might've been warmer than that last year. So they tried to combat that by having the main event, uh, basically right at sunset. So the race started at sunset as opposed to ending at sunset. And the second the sun went down on the Coliseum, it was freezing. It was, (laughs) it was super windy, like outside, outside the stadium, no wind at all. Just like, perfect temperature perfect like you know it's what we all moved from other states and other regions for it's like 72 degrees could not be better inside freezing we've all got jackets and sweaters and we're just like what in the hell man like how is this even possible it's so like right frigid inside so that dampened the experience for sure but um those cautions like just extending the race like it was like all right we're gonna be out of here like if it started at five you think you're gonna be done at like 6 30 come seven you're just like god damn we got 50 something laps left it's like fucking freezing like everybody's just like we had we were in an area where there were heaters and we're all just crowded around the heaters and i know this sounds you know first world problems but you know it's uh it's something to consider for this event moving forward the racing action was fun until it wasn't it was just like it was it made for a miserable experience for attendees like for a live event it 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 got kind of unbearable yeah and um one of the most interesting like hypothesis and like reasonings around the difference between last year when they barely touched it all like literally there was almost no contact until the very last lap and then like like there was a spin and then Joey Logano like broke through for the win this year they were bumping and banging from like lap 30 on and like they, a lot of guys got knocked out. A lot of guys, you know, you'd, they'd bump into each other and like send like a three car train, like into the guy on the, the, the front of whatever line they were in. And that guy would get spun. That happened a lot. And uh, one of the most interesting theories around that is that um, last year they didn't have any spares. It was the very first race with the the next gen car. They had never run a race. They were saving oh. their they were saving their equipment for Daytona because they just didn't have a you know 
a, a bunch of spares. They right. didn't travel with them because they didn't have them. So this year they're just like, they've got spares, you know, they know Smash what to expect bomb. going in this race. Yeah. So they, they weren't scared to like beat and bang a little bit. Like you can't get in too much trouble. You can't really do too much damage with those speeds. Like I don't even think right. they got above like 85, 90 miles an hour. Right. So it was, everybody was just bumping and banging with little regard and it made for a more interesting race, but it also made for a less enjoyable in-person experience. That's okay. the best way that I can describe it. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, Just went on too long, honestly. I got to I gotta remember remember to try to go next year because I would like to see it. Uh, if, but... I, if I'm honest, I would recommend NASCAR change the venue and not do the Clash in the Coliseum again. Mm. Okay. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it so much last year and I was so happy to see people like our buddy Farah and Rob right. Allen, like, right, like glowing reviews because I sat next to those guys and we had a, a, a wonderful experience. Right. This year was different. It was much more fun until the racing started, until like the racing mattered, I should say, like the, the main event. And I just feel like NASCAR has like commodified it so much and they've made it so much more about an, being an L.A. experience. That oh, okay. as a as a racing fan i right. didn't i didn't really connect with it as much as i would like to the racing was better but it was also just kind of a cornier experience and okay and i don't know if they sold this out i don't know if they sold out last year i don't know what attendance was but i i think they did what they set out to do in appealing to a, a newer younger more mainstream audience but at the same time, it just came off as kind of corny. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Things to note for next year. We'll see what they do and what the yeah. plan is. Um, now, another bit of news I just added mentally to the sheet here because mm -hmm. surprising the hell out of me and I'm, I'm happy for him for doing so. But did you see what Doug DeMiro bought? Fucking career GT. God damn. But, dude, I mean, trying that's to win the game. The bigger story behind that is he got a huge uh, investment in cars and bids. Yeah, $35 so, million or something. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, I know that doesn't just go in his pocket. You know, that's an investment no, in no, no. his business, but that's sure. a huge resounding, you know, uh, just affirmation of what he's doing and, ha and has done. Like, I'm thrilled for him. And that's a, I mean, that's when the, the, the car YouTuber totally. purchase game, totally. Carrera GT. Good God, Dougie boy. No, man, no, man. I mean, that that's, that's an incredible car. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but have you seen what fucking the Stradman has in his fucking stable in Utah? This dude just Bugatti, built, right? Yeah. This dude just built this crazy fucking house. He's got Bugatti. He's got Lamborghini. He's like, I don't know how he's doing it. And I'm not yeah, going to comment on that. And I'm not, I'm not a fan. I don't watch his channel. Right, I, right. I don't have anything against him, but I just, yeah. you know, I just don't connect with it either. I'm just like, you know, good for you. But yeah, I mean, relative, a, a career GT relative to a stable, I think of multiple Bugattis and Jeez. multiple Lamborghinis. Like, you know, that is crazy. I'm just saying but he's, he's winning the YouTube game. The, the I'd say the Carrera GT is more of the connoisseur choice. Sure, sure. Like, um, and they, I mean, they don't trade for under a million. Um, right. And his his has such a great, crazy story. I I, I don't, don't watch. I didn't see that. I, I just like saw his Instagram Doug. post. I didn't read it. I like Doug. I don't watch a lot of Doug videos. I watched that video, and he talked about Same. how like that car is what got him into automotive journalism because it got him like a lot. He took a photo of one, and 
then he got like he had lunch with a dude at Auto Trader, who I don't even think that dude's there anymore, which I should know that, but um, <laughs> but it was a, wasn't a name I recognized, sure. and um, and then Doug got a column like spotting cars, and then left his corporate job to go become an automotive journalist, and then learned how to do video, and then you know then he became his own, then he became Doug Demuro, and and then he also he like met his wife around a Carrera GT. And then when really? we got married, the rings were like tied around little Carrera GT toy cars. He collects the cars. If he travels to new places, like his connection to the Carrera GT is like so meaningful to him. Okay. Um, and, it, and so now he finally owns one. Yeah. Um, and it looks like a, a gorgeous car. I mean, silver is like, he said he wanted the yellow one, but the yellow one is like the premium on it is insane. And I've never even seen That's a yellow sad. one outside of photos. I've seen a yellow one. I don't know why you would want that. No, either do I. Silver. The silver, the silver's perfect. With the and he has like a brown interior, which is gorgeous. Um, Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, c- congratulations, Doug. It's it's totally. well earned. You built it up. Congratulations. It's, and he didn't have to sell the GT to get it. He still has the GT. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a that's a two car solution. Yeah, I think he has a well. He has a Defender and yeah, he has he's got a, a bunch of six. He's a Benz wagon and he has the. I think he still has the G, the the like the convertible G class. Yep. Um, so, yeah, good job, Doug. Good job. Um, he's. I I give Doug mad credit for what he's done, what he's built. Also, Tyler Hoover, like they've both done it and like built like, like cycled through an incredible collection. But yeah. um, I feel like Doug like has a stay a, a collection with staying power, and he knows what he likes, and he enjoys it, and he buys well, and you know he's he put a bunch them. of miles on his GT. Yeah, exactly. Like he's not just sitting at him, like sitting looking at him. He's not like modifying them beyond you know any any sort of value or taste quotient, but. Uh, he, like, oh, he's a he normal, just, humble guy who just happens yeah, to have a shitload yeah, of money and love yeah, cars. Yeah. Uh, like you can't so be mad. Exactly. No, not at all. Not at all. Congratulations, Doug. Uh, now, back to normal cars. Uh, when I wrote this, when we we're going to talk about it, um, I spent a week with the Kia EV6 GT. Right. And were I in the market, I would absolutely consider one as a daily driver. It is fucking awesome. Why are you not in the market for that or a vehicle? Because I don't. Like I I like old cars. Um, I if if my what I mean wife for your is, wife, yeah, yeah. She didn't like it, um, which kind of bummed me out because I was going to try to steer her towards the non GT EV6. Was it the driving experience? Was it the looks? Well, no, she just she got in. She's like, it feels like a go kart, and I didn't. I'm like, I didn't press what that meant to her. Sure. Or I, I'm just like, okay, and like, I it was like one of those things where I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to push on this. I don't right. know what that means. I'm not going to dig deeper. It's what it means to her. That's fine. Yep. Yep. Um, so I guess we're not getting an EV6. Yeah. Um, we're definitely not getting the GT. But the, dude, like if if I if I needed a new daily driver, it would be near the top of my list. I loved it that much. And I could picture one on like, because I photoshopped them before on wheels. Yeah. I think I even sent one to you like you with did. like green paint, gold wheels. Yeah. Um, Fucking oh, and it 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 you turn traction control off and you spin all four tires. <laughs> it just was, wee. Yeah. There's a drift mode, 
so you can put it into just rear wheel drive and it oh, will get sideways. 576 horsepower. Does it, it have is. air suspension or is it static? It has adaptive dampers. Okay. But it doesn't Probably have air. air. No, it has adaptive dampers. Because in the full performance mode, the GT button on the steering wheel, it does get pretty stiff. Um, yeah, it was, dude, It that car fucking rips. I really, really, really liked it. I'm um, glad, man. Like, I love to see and hear that Hyundai Kia Genesis products are... Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. It, I mean, it isn't like, it. like, say I was looking for a new car. It wouldn't be like in consideration. It would be near the top of the list. That's how good it was. Um, but the other car that I have right now. Oh boy. I don't even know. It's also on the list. It's about $10,000 more. And I fucking love this car. I have the Volvo V60 Polestar outside. V60 Holy is shit. the midsize wagon? Yes. The littler wagon. Yes. Um, Polestar. But the size is good. Yeah. So T8, what is it? which is... Is it a hybrid? Yeah. T, so T8 means it's their plug-in hybrid. It's Polestar engineered, so it has like gold calipers for the Brembo brakes. It has the Hell Ulan yeah. suspension, um, yellow seat belts. And then it's like... But otherwise, it's like a simple, nice shade of like gray, almost like a chalk, almost like Porsche's chalk. Okay. Um, so it's pretty incognito. Unless you like know what you're looking at. It's just black interior with yellow belts. Yeah. That's sick. And it, uh, 455 horsepower, well over 500 pound feet of torque. How much of and that you, is electric? Uh, probably a, a decent chunk of it, but it, because it's a hybrid, you can tap into it, you know, when you need it. But if you fully charge it up, cause it's a plug-in hybrid, 40 miles of electric range, 40 miles. Uh, I've driven it all week, almost purely electric. Sick. Just unless like, unless you really romp on it and then the gas engine kicks in. Um, so I think I saw a picture on your Instagram. It doesn't look like silly. And I don't want to, I don't want to say like EVs or hybrids look silly, but like it, it's not, they don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, no, there's no like bark, no, like, like shout, like it's an EV or a hybrid. Like it's hardly discernible from yeah. just a regular, what is it? V60? V60. Yeah. 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 It, cause it doesn't have like arrow wheels. Or right. Like right. Right. Yeah. Green. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah. No, it's, 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 you can see that it has the little charged door on right. the front fender. That's it. That's all that right. tells you that that's what it is. Um, I don't know if it still qualifies, but for a while, these were uh, carpool lane eligible too. Mm -hmm. So you could buy this carpool eligible, 455 horsepower. I mean, like one of the best commuter cars that you could get because the suspension is so well damped. I'm already picturing this one on wheels, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. but oh, fucking hey, this it's a dream machine. That's my buddy has a, is a V90 wagon. That's the thing, right? That's the bigger one. Yeah, my buddy has a V90 wagon and like it has one of the nicer interiors that I've ever experienced, like short yeah. of like Mercedes, Maybach, like it's like Bentley. a simple yeah. it's a simple luxury. Yeah, it's Scandinavian, like yes. interior design, like yeah, but like also luxurious. Like materials are just like really nice to the touch and like it's mid century. You know, it's a, it is. It's like a it's like a nice combination of materials that like really complement each other and 
the massage seats. I don't know if the V60 has massage seats, but the V90 has massage seats that I just wanted to rip out and take with me. I was just like, dude, like I'm going to come to your house and steal the seats out of your car. Yeah. Put them in my house. Like it was just I love so, car. so good, but like understated and just like, mm. I looked on auto trader or maybe even Volvo's website to see how many were for sale used in the country. Zero. Right. So like people who bought these love know them. what they bought. Yeah. They're holding on to them. I don't think you can just go into the dealer. I think you have to order it. It's, you know, it's one of those. Yeah. Um, it's, it's such, I even, I even emailed the press guy who, you know, I'm, I'm buddies with. And I was like, Hey, I just want you to know this car. And I don't do this for any of the cars I get. I'm like, this car rules. I yeah. really, really, really like this car. He's like, dude, I know it's a collector's item. Anybody who's buying one knows. He's like, if you bought one now, you could probably sell it for your daughter's college fund down the road because it would appreciate. I'm like, you're, you're not wrong, man. Yeah. Um, but oh, I love it so, a so good, much. A good wagon, man. Hard to come by. Good wagon, hard to come by. Um, let, let's shift gears a little bit, uh, which is a bad auto podcast pun. What is going on in your car world? I'm getting new wheels for the Audi. Yeah, I mean, like, there's nothing fun to talk about. I'm getting new wheels for the Audi. I'm getting them painted custom colors. That'll be that'll be cool in a, a week or two. Um, I don't know. I'm just uh, commuting, <laughs> guys, man. I'm commuting. This shit's not fun. Got, you guys got your own got, garage. You got. I feel like you, you guys haven't done shit since. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm the worst. I'm the worst offender. Like, everybody's been... Like they're regularly and like working on shit and changing oh. shit. And, uh, I get a lot of commentary because each of my, uh, shit box speakeasy, uh, comrades, they have relationships. Like, you know, they have partners that, uh, they live with. Uh, one of them has ch- children. I am, uh, I'm childless and single. And they're just like, I don't understand. Like you're never here working on cars. Like what the fuck? And I'm like, uh, I don't need the escape. Like, uh, I don't, I don't need, like, it is not f- more fun for me to leave my house and go to a freezing cold or right. sweltering hot garage and turn wrenches. Like I'm, I, I feel like I'm, I, I'm just going to pay somebody to do what needs to be done because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to go there. Like this is yeah, like yeah. chilling at, at home in front of the fireplace is, or like, so for you, any number of things are more enjoyable than going and working on a car in a garage that is not much, like uh, climate control. It's much more of a better car storage scenario for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. the, the worst thing that happened to my project cars is that I found a place to keep them with peace of mind. Like, I don't, right, I don't have right. to worry about them. Like, I don't even have the login for the ring cameras anymore. Like, I got a new phone yeah. in November. I haven't gotten the the login. Like, I'm like every like two or three weeks i'm like uh guys the the ring login the the ring the ring login can i I get that (laughs) nobody pipes up nobody says anything and i'm just like fuck like i mean if the place burns down like i have insurance on everything that i have there so it is what it is but i'm just like you know the place burning down would actually be best case scenario for me (laughs) i I probably shouldn't like put that out there but uh that's that's the honest truth like i would uh i would be glad to just like start from scratch with whatever the insurance money for the mustang and the k10 would be 
You gotta move that K10 though. You, you know, you no, I, that, that, I want to, but it requires work. Like it won't be profitable unless I get down and dirty and like work on some shit, replace some shit, change out some shit on my own. It doesn't need a lot, but I just like no. it was hot, then it was cold, and then like eh. <laughs> so. Sometime this spring, yeah, you'll yeah, be spring, in there. Yeah, yeah, spring. Ambient seventy five. You'll be like, yeah. all right, let's go to work. But uh, I still nice. like see S sevens trading for more than i think they're worth and i'm like i'm still tempted to sell that car and i don't know what like just buy the volvo no i'm not gonna get a fucking volvo Volvo, what am i gonna do with the volvo i don't have kids i don't want to have kids if that if if that was still eligible for the carpool lane that's cool but like i just take pch now man like i when i leave work i look at the traffic and if it's like f- yeah. 50 plus minutes on the 405 yep. to the 22 or 7th street to long beach like downtown then i just take pch and it's like yeah i hear you. it's a nicer drive it takes longer but it's, you but see it's a, it's, you see hot rods you see exotics yep. you see cool it's, shit it's like go, yeah take the 55 down through newport and then yep. pch up and it's just like yep. you can't have a bad day when it ends with the sunset over the Pacific, like you just cruising through Seal Beach. Yeah, I yeah. hear you. I mean, I yeah. used to do that shit all the time yep. when I lived down there. I hear you. Um, on my car front, yes. uh, Montero's in the same boat. Um, you know, just waiting to install some stuff. Uh, Matt Valbuena, if you're listening, we got to do the electrical. So let's get on that. Um, that's me. I got to reach out to you on the Jag front, though. Yes, I got my smog suit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, 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 no. Back up. I got my notice to get it smogged. Wham, wham, wham. Yeah. No. So, I thought you took but, it last week. You like. What I did was the place that smogged the the Montero. Mm-hmm. I talked to that guy. He's like, all right, come in and mm-hmm. we can run it in manual mode just to mm-hmm. see what it's doing. So it's not, it's not sending the info to anybody. Gotcha. It's yeah, like, gotcha. so I can look up something fairly equivalent that would pass in terms of like CO2 and NOx and all these things. Isn't the, the drivetrain basically uh, like a. 88 or so 86 87 88 corvette 89 80 i think it's an 89 firebird or 89 corvette yeah oh, okay yeah uh either way it's the 350 tpi um but he i was like the one thing i was nervous about was evap he's like oh you don't need to do that in your car i was like fuck huge win right there um he's like but let's hook it up and see what it does and he gets it on the machine he's like oh my god he's like this car and Ever since I got it back from when the, the school looked at it, and this isn't to say they did anything. This is just something that's happened. Sure. Right, right, right. Um, it's running like shit right now. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But the um, he's like, this car is running crazy rich. He's yeah. like, You're, the numbers for that are off the charts. It's, that's it's detrimental clearly- to uh, uh- – smog certification oh yeah yeah like the co2 number is super high because of it and he's like all right well there i mean he's like figure that out it could be as simple as like a sensor's telling it to dump fuel when it doesn't need to dump fuel it seems like it could be fire could be like a a vacuum line could be absolutely um so i swung by the shop where i get a lot of my stuff done they're a little slammed right now but i'm like hey i need this by this time and and they're like all right yeah if you don't hear us from us by thursday Give us a call back. We'll try to get you in the following week just to like figure this yeah. out for you. Yeah. And then I'll go back to the same smog guy, get this motherfucker smogged, and then we'll be in business. So let's see what's going on there. 
as a friend, I hope it passes. Yeah, I, I, thank you. As a potential buyer, I hope it fails. <laughs> if it fails, the price I would offer it to you is significantly less than the passing price yeah. that I would offer you, all still within the realm of friendship. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and then once it's gone, though, it's yours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will yeah. help answer questions. Yeah. But no. it's sold as is. No warranty, no guarantees. No, no, no. You know the deal. Yours. Um, Got a yeah. 777 second warranty. Yeah, not even. <laughs> that sounds too long to me. Um, so that's the situation on the Jag. But I'm, I'm, I feel promising about not the need to not do the EVAP. And then if we can figure out why it's running rich and clean all that up, yeah, should be fucking golden. The guy looked at the sticker. Yeah. Sticker's good. All that stuff. So. You know to like run it hard, like do the Italian yeah, yeah. tune up, like beat oh, yeah, shit yeah. out of it for it, it, for a minute before it's you probably, show up for that. It's probably been running rich for so long though that I've also probably like roached the cat. Sure. So I might need a new cat. Yeah. Um which sucks because those are expensive. Yeah. But whatever. Um but if 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 that's what it takes to pass smog, it doesn't matter. Hope you figure it out. We're done. We will. We will. No. <laughs> we will. Um okay, we got some Instagram questions right here uh first up from pretty cool project can you feel the difference with lightweight wheels on the street so i mean everybody's gonna have a different answer to that i will start by comparing the 21 inch wheels that just came off of my s7 to the 20 21 inch cast wheels versus 20 inch forged wheels that i have on the car currently um weirdly the car drives better day-to-day in commuting and just like you know kind of spirited driving with the heavier wider wheels i think that is a component of narrow tires on the forge wheels which are 265s versus 285s on the cast wheels and the 265s are pilot sport cup twos which are basically just lightly grooved track tires honestly like their takeoffs from the front of a 911 like gt3 or gt3 rs right um they are worthless in the rain yes uh i left your house when we rode around in the in the raptor r and i had to get off the freeway after like a 40 mile an hour quarter almost not a quarter mile but eighth mile just drift like completely <laughs> Lack of control, the car just hydroplane for a quarter or an eighth of a mile, excuse me. And I just, I had to, no inputs, like hands off the wheel, feet off the brakes and the accelerator. Like the car just crabbed for an eighth of a mile and it corrected once it got out of that puddle. And I was like, okay, these tires are not for rain. Good thing I put these on for the rainy season in LA just as like temporaries while yeah. I was painting the other wheels. So, Weight is not always your enemy when it comes to wheels. Um, the car is much more stable and planted and it doesn't tram line with the wider wheels. So that's my personal experience with my car. Um, typically you want less rotating mass from a performance standpoint. You want lighter wheels, lighter rotors, you know, like that's why carbon fiber rotors are 
so much more expensive than steel, but in practical applications and like everyday use, the, the weight is really not that noticeable. And honestly, in some ways it improves the comfort of driving, if not the performance, like you're, you're going to get more reliable performance from a steel rotor. You're going to get more reliable performance from a wider wheel and tire package that may be heavier versus a narrower that's lighter. Like my car is really darty under acceleration with the, the narrower lighter wheel and tire combination. That's just my, my experience with Quattro all wheel drive. There you go. That was good. Um, I drive heavy cars, so I don't, I don't notice shit. Uh, Team Radar Love, who I'm very happy is on Instagram and crushing it over there. Can I get a vibe check on the Volvo 850R wagon? Yeah, they rip. They raced in oh, yeah. uh, uh, touring car racing. Fuck yeah. Um, Mine Coffee Clutch. Which Flying engine bricks. sounds What's that? Flying bricks. Yes. Which engine sounds better? V8 versus V10 versus V12. Um, I personally... I go V8. I, I just yeah, prefer yeah, the V8. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised I, if you'd said V10 or V12 because there are outstanding sounding V10s and V12s, but like almost any V8 will yes. like make the, the hair on my arm stand up. Yeah. They're Dodge, Dodge V10s do nothing yeah, for it. Sounds me. like a dump truck, right? Like uh-huh. there's there's been V12s that are just like silent. They sound like sewing machines like they're just right. not like inspiring but uh then you have like aventadors and yeah and like uh valkyrie like they're basically yeah. like you know they revved like nine ten thousand like there's nothing coming close to that sound and like that visceral experience but v8. uh they're just so few far in between and like every v8 sounds good to me the however two of the best sounding cars of all time are v10s in the Carrera GT. Yep. And the LFA. Yes. Uh, yes however, yes, I still yes, say 100%. I agree. For me, V8. Yeah. Um, Jake Up Car, what is your favorite song for driving fast on the freeway? Uh, there was, it's funny because there was a meme recently about Freebird coming on. And really? I, re- I reposted it because back in college, I had a moment where Freebird came on while I was driving my 84 or 85 Nissan Z. And, you know, you, you're just rolling up the speed, rolling up the speed. I think I was driving back to Boston with a buddy. And um, by the time the solo hits, the, I had the non-turbo. Mm-hmm. So the, the turbos were limited to 130. The non-turbos topped out at 130. And okay. I was doing 130. And I'm just, it's like, you know, the, the guitar solo is going nuts. And I'm just like not even paying attention. Just fuck Red Mist, Freebird, just passing people on the freeway just you know at like midnight going back to boston just like like free bird yeah like if that song comes on today i get flashbacks where i'm like uh no no lift 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 we don't need to do this so free bird it's a good one free bird is a good driving song uh zach and i listened to that on the way to the clash at the coliseum on sunday I drove and like the Audi has the uh, Bang and Olufsen system, so it oh, fucking, yeah, yeah. it just bangs. And he put on. I was like, "Here, just DJ, so I don't have to listen to you." Like he's usually like he, the, Zach is a fucking Zach from Hoonigan, my homie. He's a he's a pretty shit uh, passenger. Like he's just like <laughs> wants to like 
affect and control everything. So I'm just like, I just give him my phone when we get in the car. I'm just like, put on whatever you want. Like, cause he has a good nice. taste in music. Like, so I'm, I'm cool with it. But like he put on, he put on whatever that album is from Skinner. And we listened to Freebird on the 110, like the carpool lane, like, you know, that like <laughs> elevated, like two lane yeah, section yeah, yeah. where you're isolated oh, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. rest of the freeway. And I'm just like, Jim and I'm like get out of the fucking way move like everybody's in our way like I'm doing like 120 because we're separated from everything I really wasn't but I wanted to like we got it like no like seriously like there was so much traffic like I didn't get to do it but if okay if unobstructed that's what we would have been doing right but um yeah we listened to Freebird but uh and then my my favorite Skinner song came on as we pulled in the parking lot and it's uh it's Simple Man which I didn't discover until my friend Black Paul. What's up, Paul Smith? My friend Black Paul got married, and that was like his mother son song. That was my song. Really? Yeah. Oh man, it's a good fucking song. I did. So I discovered that song in like two thousand. Must have been two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and I was just like, oh my god, how have y'all hidden this for me for all these years? But uh, that was that was a special funniest. moment. That's super sweet. That's amazing. You did the same shit. Yeah, 2007. So suck it, Black Paul. I did it first. Um, <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. I got to think about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely did it first. Yeah, yeah. No offense, Black yeah. Paul. However, the song I wanted to do that I pitched my mom on <laughs> was Tupac's Dear Mama. Because <laughs> my mom has a good sense of humor. Uh, and uh, I was like, Mom, I'm even going to dub in the part where it says, even though you was a crack fiend, Mama. <laughs> I was going to say, gonna even though you were a scratch fiend, because she likes scratch tickets, <laughs> like, but with my voice. Um, and she's like, I, I can't do that song. I'm like, all right, I'll find something else. Like, but she has a good sense of humor. So she like got it. And like, it would have been funny to do that. But, Hell yeah. So we did Simple Man, which is, you know, fine. Oh, it was man. It, it's, a, it's a tearjerker. Yeah. So uh, my, my favorite driving song is actually uh, Modest Mouse Float On. Okay, yeah, that was a good flow. Um, it, it sounds random as fuck, but uh, back in 2005 when that came out, I had a new Mustang GT. It was like, you know, on, you know, suspension, wheels. Like, it was, you know, it was as it was an extreme street car. And um, uh, me and one of my best friends who was a DJ and, like, got me into DJing and, like, you know, we just shared a musical taste. This is back when, you know, little John and crunk music and all that shit was like flourishing. And that was what I played when we DJ together. But anyway, my buddy, Mike Vrella and I, we went to like his, his uncle's place in Temecula. And then we took, uh, what is it? Ortega highway back. Oh yeah. To like sure. LA. And, um, just, it was one night, like, just like that song's like peak popularity I have like the hottest fucking Mustang on the street and it, we just ripped to that. And like, that became like our driving song and we like joke about it and talk about it anytime it comes up or anytime like a driving song comes up. Uh, we always like send that to each other, but nice. Spike, uh, Spike Ferrison actually opened a podcast with it. I don't know, like a few months ago, sometime probably like last summer. And once he start, he added like his soundboard and started opening with songs that he, open with modest mouse float on and 
I can't remember him and somebody else, maybe Chris Harris, maybe somebody else, but like they like decided like this, this is great fucking driving music. Like this, this is like great driving song. And I sent that to my buddy Mike immediately. I was like, yo, like we called this so many years ago, like almost 20 years ago, 18, 15, 17, 18 years ago. Like we like we established Modest Mouse Float On is like perfect driving music and uh, nice. stand by that. I heard a song today that it comes up on my phone every now and then. I always forget about it. But when it comes on, I crank it and I look down and I'm exceeding the speed limit. <laughs> moving moving Bass by Rick Ross. <laughs> Dude, that song, even though the first 35 seconds of it are like a phone call from prison, as yeah. soon as it the bass comes in and Jay-Z's on sure. it, and it's like just the, the, the beat to that song, it's just like, okay, time to go faster. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That, uh... um, there you go. Uh, Taylor three five six. Best things you did in New York City. Got in the Defender and got out of it. No, um, we saw the touristy shit. We had good food. I mean, amazing food. Uh, my daughter had a great time. But it's it is the worst time of year to go to New York City um, right. if you don't like crowds and stuff like that. So it, it was a great experience. The Rockettes were actually amazing. A really good show. A really good show. Um, so, yeah, there you go. But hopping in the Defender and pointing it north was also pretty great. Andrew Fails asks, why cars vroom? And I say, engine go boom, make car vroom. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> we uh, like the cars. The cars the that cars go vroom. <laughs> Uh, real cool Phillips. How much worse are the drivers in California when it rains compared to dry roads? It's not even a uh, comparison. It's Armageddon. Yeah, I won't. I, if I have my druthers i will not drive in the rain in la besides my tires at the current moment being the antithesis of wet weather tires it, it like everybody else just drives like shit like nobody knows it's what the crazy. fuck to do it's a it's a mix of people from other places that think that they know what the fuck they're doing and they just fucking yes. drive too fast for conditions yep. because the conditions are not the same like a little bit of rain in la it brings like the oils and all the contaminants and all the shit that's like baked into our asphalt and our concrete. It brings that to the surface and it becomes a super slick surface. It's not, it's not, we're, we're not a place that gets rain often enough for people to pretend that they know what they're doing. Like the, right. the surface is unpredictable and people driving like it's normal is really disruptive. And honestly, like, just insane for the conditions like it, and then on the flip side you have people f like natives who are 20 under the speed limit um right or 20 under the safe speed i right. should say the it's disparity like, in speed is oh my god it's, it's a huge it's, issue it's bad yeah um yeah, that's why bad. i stay home yeah. Yeah. like no so, joke when when i started at usc in 1998 professors used to cancel class like they'd be like yeah it, it was like right. a snow day it was just like listen i'm you know i gotta go from the west side all the way over there to downtown like people don't know how to drive and like i'm just gonna cancel class like you yeah. know like everybody didn't have a cell phone in 1998 so it was just like it was hard to communicate that shit you show up to class and be like are we doing this what's going on oh nope <laughs> Nope, I got a call. I got a text. No, there were no texts. I got a page, maybe from yeah, from <laughs> professor. <laughs> like class is canceled today. Like he's not gonna make it. And I was just like, yeah, totally understandable. Totally Sweet. understandable. Uh, Sean Keeley, should I buy a K truck? Uh, 
depends on how you're going to use it in California. Um, Sean lives in California for those wondering. Yeah. Uh, Cause you can't take it on the freeway here. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's scary. Even if, if it, you can drive it around town. Sure. If you're going to just use it for like, just fucking around. Sure. I I've uh, entertained the idea of one as like a little mountain bike hauler. Cause it'd be so rad to just drive that to the trails, but you cannot take that on the highway. They no. just, they can't go fast enough. Yeah. So use case, just think of the use case. Farm, farm use only, or like a beach community. Yeah. Just like a, like a cooler golf cart basically. Yep. Stacked easy, best all around sports, sports off roader. Oh, it says for $16. So I think it's just a, that sounds like a high question, either yeah. a drunk or a high question. Yeah. Um, and I am not drunk or I mean, I'm not drunk enough. Even 16 K would be like such an obscure, like yeah. random number. That and I would I just say Montero just to say it. Um, <laughs> I would say a Honda Element with uh, some sort of lift kit. Yeah, not bad. Um, that's our show for this week. Uh, so this is like a combination of two weeks ago and this week. So, you know, we caught up. I think we made up for it. Um, Ron, anything you going on so. in your world? Yeah. <laughs> <Anything>? <laughs> no, uh, no, nah, man. Like, I don't, I don't know what the, uh, like is going on in the next few weeks. Like we've got, uh, more than a month before F1 starts. Um, I'm excited for drive to survive. I think Ooh. it starts on the 24th. What do you mean? What, what are we booing? I'm so sick of F1. It's fun. I'm so sick of these fucking it's fun. people. It's fun. Uh, it's, it's, I just can't. I, the I, racing I, might not be fun, but the drama, like the fucking show is fun. I feel like netflix has forced it to be more dramatic than it 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 is i I disagree i think it's it's that dramatic like the stakes is high like this is like there's so much business case there's so much politics there's so much you know social media influence there's so much involved and like i get it if that if that's what like is like what you're you're not a fan of i get it but uh I, I've been a racing fan my almost my entire forty two years, right? Right. And I like to see racing getting the, I don't know, the attention and the celebration that it deserves. That's like, a good. That's a good outlook on it for sure. the The thing I hate is that, like, away from racing, a lot of these drivers have these great personalities, like Valtteri Bottas. His Instagram, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's living his best life down in Australia. He's riding his right. bike with his girlfriend. So you like don't think? Producer. Of course, they're going to play that up and they're going to like highlight that and feature that this year. I like, hope that's... so because what, as soon as you get him into like press conferences, he's like, uh, "I'm here to drive." And then sure. like the only one who had any emotion at all was Ricardo, and he's right. like kicked to the curb now. I am curious to see how Logan Sargent's going to do. Um, yeah. Just because you know America, and then off. There's so off many storylines. There's so much cool shit. Yeah, like, you know, Ricardo's not going to be silenced. Like he's fucking, he's going to have fun with it. Yeah. Everybody's going to have fun with it, and like you know, we're. I mean this this season we're only going to get to see what happened already in 2022, right? And like right. you know, the season was like there was upheaval with Mercedes not being competitive until like the last right. few races. So it's. I'm I'm excited to see like really in depth how they dealt with that, what the internal struggles were, what uh, you know how Ricardo's departure played out. Like you know, I, I'm hoping that we'll get some insight into those storylines and 
you know, typically we do, even if it's not yeah. like super deep, like you at least like get like a surface skimming understanding of what each of these personalities was dealing with and how they dealt with it. I think the best thing that could happen for this coming season of F1 is that Mercedes is competitive with Red Bull again. Yeah. So that it, it Verstappen can't. Not that he ran away with it, but he kind of, you know, he, yeah. he was going to win it. Um, I, I mean, I'd love for it to be a three-way battle. Like, I'd love for Ferrari to be in the mix and, like, make yeah. the right decisions this year and not squander so many opportunities. Like, I'd love – like, we've seen so many seasons with two team battles. Like, a three-team battle is right. – awesome. we're, we're set, like, for that this year. Like, this, it, this also, really should be a three-team battle. I also hope that Checo like just tells Verstappen to suck his dick, which is not going to happen. Um, but like, I don't know, man. I don't know. The actual racing is I can never get into it. I, I it just doesn't do it for me. I know the cars are I, technologically amazing. Like you give me V eight supercars all day long. Sure. Not even. No. Oh my hesitation. god, we didn't talk about fucking Bathurst. Fuck. Oh my God. The 12 hours of Bathurst is the best race of every year. And it was, uh, yeah. for us, it ended Saturday night and the top three competitors were within one and a half seconds of each other after 12 hours of endurance racing over and they a were, long course. And they, yeah. And there were three different manufacturers. It was fucking Porsche, uh, AMG Mercedes and fuck. I don't think it was two Porsches. Fuck Anyway, that's Bathurst rules. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's like the Mount tightest, sec- yeah, tightest, sexiest circuit you will ever find. Like the wrecks are fucking major, but yeah, there was a safety car, uh, or there was a caution because um, there were two kangaroos on the course. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best, <laughs> and you know totally. everyone watching is, is totally. properly liquored up yes. i gotta go you gotta yes. go to australia i know you're yes. listening Charlie. yes i just don't know if i can swing that yes trip. I, yeah that's the thing it's like i want to stay for like six weeks because i want to go for summer nats but i also want to be there for bathers like right we need to petition somebody to like combine those events and and bring them and closer together the yeah. yeah you'd have need you'd, you'd probably have half a million americans come visit if you could get those <laughs> those events within like a week or two of each other Yes. Oh my God. That'd be the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I just, I wish I could get my, I keep, I've pitched it for so many years now, not aggressively, but if I could ever get my, my bucket list TV show off the ground, yeah. that Bathurst is high on the list. Totally. Um, do a twofer in Australia with summer nats as well though. Um, yeah. So that's our show for this week. We will try to stick to schedule going forward, but you know, who knows? Good luck with that. It's, it's us. Um, it's us. And uh, if you're still listening, that means Thank you. hopefully you like us and we'll see you on the next one. Adios. Goodbye. <laughs>